Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Teen Titans. Today we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 1, titled Deception. Alright, starting off another season, getting into another phase of the Titans pantheon of stories, uh, and it starts out great. This episode is really, really fantastic. Uh, so right out of the gate, this season, we are introduced to our new Big bad. Because, you know, Slade is, well, dead. Can't necessarily be an effective big bad if you're you're dead. Uh, So we kind of get a new Slade, if you were. Slade 2.0. Slade's understudy, almost, in Brother Blood. And in terms of filling the void left behind by Slade... God damn, does this character do a good job. Uh, He is very effective, very menacing. Uh, The fact that he has mind control powers uh, just makes him all the more scary. He has this way of getting under people's skin, particularly Cyborg. And he's just a really interesting villain to watch. Uh, And the progression of him, because we'll see him a bunch throughout this season, uh, the progression of him is really interesting. So uh, we'll dive into all of that as we go on. But just for this episode, uh, in in his initial state, he is fantastic. He is absolutely brilliantly, brilliantly crafted. And right out of the gate is a is an excellent, excellent villain. Uh, but anyway, we get him. He's awesome. We also get our first look inside the Hive Academy, because uh, we've alluded to Hyde many. Uh, we've alluded to Hive many times in the past. Uh, in episode three, final exam, uh, we got our first mention of them. Uh, We got the Gizmo Jinx Mammoth team up, and we heard a lot about that school. Uh, Since then, we've seen Gizmo pop up a lot, uh, but we've never actually seen inside the Hive Academy. We've never actually seen inside this mythical school. Now we get to look inside this school. 
And it's literally a school for supervillains. Like, literally. <laughs> we are looking at a school for supervillains. And it's kind of awesome. And they play around with that idea so, so well. Uh, you see the Hive students and an undercover cyborg. Uh, just learning about, <laughs> like, just all the villainy deals, uh, mayhem, and, uh, misdirection and all that. Just all the supervillain 101 stuff, and it's really clever and fun to watch, and I absolutely love it. Uh, but all of this brings us into the arc for Cyborg in this episode. And I'm just going to say right now, this is the Cyborg season. Uh, this season very much focuses on Cyborg. This entire season is a character piece for him. As we kind of see right at the beginning, uh, the main conflict is between Brother Blood and Cyborg. Like, Brother Blood is particularly fixated on Cyborg. Uh, you could almost you could almost view it as Cyborg Slade. You can almost view this as Brother Blood is to Cyborg as Slade was to Robin. And that evolves in such a fascinating way. But for this episode, uh, in order to figure out the Hive's plan, because they've been, uh, as they say in the opening, they've been conducting a lot of raids, uh, just non-stop, the Hive's... New leader has been going nuts, sending them everywhere. Uh, they track them to the school, and so Cyborg goes in to find out what they're planning. And he goes undercover. As this dude, as a normal dude, totally human, no Cyborg parts in him at all, uh, courtesy of this, like, hologram generator, goes in as this dude called Stone. Which, nice little Easter egg here, uh, Cyborg's real name is Victor Stone. So you kind of get this little, <laughs> you kind of get this little nod to Cyborg's human beginnings. Uh, Cyborg's fully human identity, which is something he's clamoring for throughout this entire episode. As soon as he... Uh, does that whole hologram generator thing and looks at himself normal. You get that moment where he's just flexing in the mirror. <laughs> Which is just so wonderful. And he's just sort of sitting there thinking, man, I used to be fully human. Like, it looks real. It looks like I have uh, real skin, real hands, but I don't, and, like, he's just, he's reminded of what he once had, he's reminded of what he lost, and he is fairly, nostalgic isn't the right word, but just clamoring to get back to that, uh, which is why, when he goes into the Hive Academy, and when he uh, shows up as himself, when he shows up as his human self, and is not looked at for being, like, half-robot, not immediately recognized as a half-robot. 
he kind of gets sucked in after a while. Like, initially, this is a job for him, but after a while, he just sort of gets... He sort of gets enchanted by the idea of being normal again. He gets enchanted by the idea of being himself, of having a normal life, of... Uh, being in something resembling high school. He says at the end of this episode, uh, I never got to finish high school because of this. And for a moment, it felt like I got back to normal. I reclaimed what I lost. Eventually, though, Cyborg gets back to work. Uh, He finds out what this mythical class project they're working on is. It's an ion amplifier. Uh... Huge, dangerous weapon thing, basically. And then Brother Blood finds him out. Brother Blood immediately is like, Hey, so you're Cyborg. And we get this little alter... We get this little altercation. Where Brother Blood is like, Yeah, I don't want to fight. I'm just going to convince you to work for me. Brother Blood convinces Cyborg... That he can restore his humanity. That he can restore his fully human side. That he can restore him to the way he was before being half robot. And for a moment. For a disturbingly long moment. Cyborg genuinely considers... Switching sides. Cyborg genuinely considers, and you can see it on his face, working for Brother Blood simply so he can reclaim what he lost. Simply so he can reclaim what was taken from him. He's so desperate uh, to be himself again that for a moment he actually considers working for Brother Blood. And for a few minutes... This show expertly makes you believe that he decided to actually do that. Uh, You get that phenomenal third act where Cyborg is fighting alongside Jinx and Gizmo and Mammoth. uh, Fighting... (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, My throat decided to kill me. Uh, (laughs) Fighting against the Titans. And it's very disturbing to watch. Uh, It is very heartbreaking to think, oh no, Cyborg switched sides. Oh no, Cyborg has turned against the Titans. And then, of course, the stone guys goes away. Brother Blood's like, okay, Cyborg, you're... Totally one of us now, completely. Uh, this will amplify your powers by a lot. Kill the Titans. And then Cyborg points his little arm cannon at the Titans and then is like, Psych! And then turns it back on Brother Blood, destroys the Hive Academy, and everything's good. A- and apparently... See, this is a nice little bit of poetry. Uh, showing how the... Part of him that's machine is actually helpful. Because... 
guess what? The only reason Cyborg was not mind-controlled by Brother Blood, the only reason Cyborg was able to resist Brother Blood's powers, is because of his half-machine components. He was able to fool the man, but not the machine. He only survived, only remained who he was at his core because of his robotic half. This robotic half that he's shown disdain for this entire episode, it's the only reason he was able to maintain who he was and able to resist Brother Blood's brainwashing. It's so great. It's such a poetic plot point, and I absolutely love what they were able to do there. It's so, so beautifully written. Uh, Also, should mention, the entire episode, there's a running gag of Cyborg's robotic replacement. (laughs) He built a robot version of himself. Uh, to just replace him as he goes undercover in the hive. Uh, the robo-cyborg is very defective. He just says booyah over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. (laughs) And that's just all he does. Beast Boy's messing with him the entire episode. It's really funny. (laughs) It's a really funny running joke. Uh, and yeah, uh, so there's that. I mentioned some great action sequences in here. I don't think I mentioned the opening, actually. That opening bank heist is great as well. Uh, But we get our ending. And I love this moment of Cyborg just having one last moment of nostalgia for being normal. And Starfire telling him, hey, I didn't know you before, so for me, this is normal. This nice little wonderful lovely moment. And then Robin, Beast Boy, and Raven ruin it by saying that uh because he left the Titans, he needs to complete his initiation all over again. Wah wah. <laughs> It's a really funny ending, especially since he just went through an initiation over at Hive. Like, he has to do two initiations in one episode. It's so stupid. (laughs) Oh, it's so wonderful. Yeah, anyway, this is a great episode. Phenomenal start to the season. uh, And uh, definitely looking forward to diving into the saga of Brother Blood, because some stuff happens in that regard that is... Pretty damn great, I will say that much. Uh, Anyway, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast or app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate 
everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 2. Talk to you then.